Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Brewery Talks, a podcast bringing the stories behind the beer. This is your host Nash, and today we have an absolutely amazing episode. Today I was able to actually sit down with two of Arizona's beer industry leaders. I sat down with Eric Walters of Tap the Daisy Podcast and Brian Helton of Helton Brewing Company. Today's episode we talk about Arizona beer in general. We talk about how Arizona has become the next big craft beer destination and talk about the growth in it and the support and just how everyone's looking out for each other and the many aspects of the beer industry in Arizona. So it's a pretty great episode between the both of them sharing their knowledge and wealth and also us just being a little silly and uh, Brian giving some beer knowledge, for instance, how a dead cat can be hidden in an IPA and, th- and things like that. It's a great episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Cheers. All right, everybody. Welcome to Brewery Talks Podcast. This is your host, Nash. We have a super, super exciting episode today. Uh, we are in Phoenix. And I'm sitting here with two craft Arizona's craft beer leaders right here, right? Uh, I'm sitting here with Eric Walters of Tap That AZ Podcast, as well as Brian Helton of Helton Brewing Company. Um, this is super exciting. I mean, Eric, do you want to talk about what Tap That AZ Podcast is? I mean, I'd probably yeah. butcher it trying to explain it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I have a hard time explaining it sometimes, too. My wife's like, you need to nail your elevator pitch down a little bit. Because <laughs> it would take me like 12 minutes to kind of explain everything. But uh, I'm glad you called it Tap That AZ, too. Because some people say tap that as, yeah. it's the same, right? It's it's the same, but I just, the az is I, I, more appropriate. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you this, Brian, but I want to do a food podcast too. Yeah, um, I've thrown around some names, and uh, we came up with eat that az. Perfect. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even my wife was like, "That's actually kind of cool," and I'm like, That's perfect. Ah, "I don't know." Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So tap that az is uh, is basically just me traveling around the state of Arizona, telling the story of of Arizona beer. Right. So majority of what I do is uh, interview with with breweries, uh, brewery owners, brewers like Brian here, um, but also cover stories like uh, in the Verde Valley. When you were coming down from Flagstaff yep. in the Verde Valley, they're growing malt there. So there it's like the it's a river conservation initiative it's called Sanagua Malt. And they're growing. It's the first in Arizona, right? Yep. The first Arizona grown malt. But the whole the big purpose behind it is river conservation. So. There's so many stories that revolve around Arizona beer besides just the breweries themselves um, that uh, people have said, well, there's only 100, 110 breweries. Aren't you going to run out of topics? I'm like, no. There's so many <laughs> topics. Beer dinners and people growing hops indoors. So, so yeah, I guess that's the, the version. Uh, I, I travel around Arizona telling the stories of Arizona beer. Yeah, and, and it's it's an awesome podcast. So actually, Kali from Sedona Beer Company was like, hey, you do a podcast? You should reach out to Eric of Tap the Day Z. I'm like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, it's a super nice guy. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And then I reached out to him and was like, uh, super helpful about places to go and what to see. And just, uh, I mean, even right now, we're using Eric's microphone setup right here. He's actually monitoring it as we're uh, recording because uh, since we have three of us, my mic setup only has two mics. So we had to be tossing a mic back and forth. And uh, I was telling Eric earlier that one of my mics, I was having some issues, some technical issues with my setup, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I figured it out. I think it was just one of the cables, but um, going into this, I was super nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, what if one of the mics breaks during it? And Eric's just like, yeah, we can just use my stuff and work out great. So this is a sweet setup, and thanks again for letting us you know, use this and... Hopefully it sounds really good in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is like my yoga, like setting up my podcast stuff is like my yoga time, you know, <laughs> just wrapping the cords and all that stuff. But no, man, I'm, I'm happy to help. And um, through through my time of doing this, so I've been doing it for about two years. Um, 
about six months ago, I quit my job to do it full time. So that's so awesome. Tap that easy is more than just the podcast. It's helping breweries create their own content, uh, creating better websites, social media. Um, so it's becoming a lot more. So the podcast is just one extension of, of what it is I want to do. Um, but helping people. So I've had people say, hey, I'm coming from New York or hey, I'm coming from Alabama. Um, where do you suggest that I go? Right. Yeah, and people th- like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I get so excited. Him and I talked on the phone for like an hour, Brian. I was like, dude, you got to go here. You got to go to Cidercore. And then right across the street is Oro. Yep, but yep. Then you got to eat at this place. So, yeah, as you can tell, I get excited. <laughs> yeah. And then, and and right now we are at Helton Brewing Company in Phoenix. And we're here with Brian Helton. And I got to say, I don't know what you're putting in the beer, but my like two weeks in Arizona, I've been here. I've heard, I think like 13 people tell me to come here. Oh, and I saw it on great. like Instagram. I saw it on like, I was literally like, I just need to go there. So we got in the town yesterday. And I was like, first stop, health and brewing company. I'm like, I got to see what they're putting in this beer. <laughs> and it is awesome beer. I've had like three or four already of your different beers and they've been kick ass. Well, um, thank you. That's amazing. Um, so Brian Helton, I'm guessing your, your last name being the brewery name, I'm guessing you're the... Yeah, I definitely didn't want to use the uh, the name, um, but I'm not that narcissistic. But some people say I will be because I use the H as branding constantly. But the H looks good on the can, a bottle, a keg, or a tap handle. Uh, and plus, anytime you use any other name, uh, you can always take the risk of other people in the industry saying, hey, we had that first or... You know, so no one had Helton. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of rolled with it. And it's kind of traditional, too, for brewers to use their last name and the actual, you know, name of the brewery. So, you know, yeah, that's what we decided to go with. That's sweet. And how long have you guys been around in this area? Uh, we've been in Phoenix now for about two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I came through Phoenix, like, I think three or four years ago. And I was trying to remember all the breweries I went to. I was like, I don't think I went there. And I'm glad I didn't say I did just yeah. to, like, Make it feel good. <laughs> like, oh, no shit. Yeah, we weren't here, man. <laughs> cool. And, I mean, looking at you guys' board in there, you guys are brewing all different styles of beer. I mean, you have the, the, the Pilsner, which was awesome. And then Eric was just telling me about you guys' Scotch Ale. We're drinking this delicious IPA. You also have a Northeast IPA. Yeah. Are you guys brewing beer just all over the spectrum? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always a, a beer for every occasion or every type of beer drinker. So you have to kind of cover the gamut. Um, we definitely always have about four or five IPAs. I got three different sours on right now. Uh, I've got three different lagers. I love to uh, play around with that lager strain. So we have about four or five different uh, yeast strains always in-house. Uh, we're always putting out beers. We got 10 taps. Um, so we're always, you know, trying to just, you know, brew seasonal as well um, and just kind of get creative, whatever we're in the mood for, whatever we get inspired by. So Sweet, sweet. And that Pilsner, right? Like, so I told him that. I said, the Pilsner, you got to get the Pilsner. Like, I don't, I don't ever order a Pilsner initially at a place, right? Or at least I never used to, right? Um, but, but Mr. Helton here changed that for me because his explanation of, of – the pilsner and why he does the pilsner and why it's you pride and joy yeah it, it, can i can i say that yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's i say this all the time and people kind of laugh at it but i mean you can hide a dead cat in an ipa or a stout because <laughs> all those big ingredients you know they're just going to mask any imperfections or yeast health or you know but when you do a pilsner i mean if there's any flaws in your system from production to you know, how many cells per mil of yeast you pitch, you're going to taste it. I mean, it's there's nothing to it besides a Pilsner malt, um, sauce hop, and the yeast strain itself. So it's a great way for you to kind of test yourself to see um, how you're actually brewing beer, you know, because there's always seven to eight off flavors in every beer. 
our job is to always get them below threshold so the consumer can taste, uh, can't taste it. So when you do a Pilsner, you're really putting yourself um, in the public's eye of, all right, do you have really good yeast practices? Do you really have good brewing practices? Um, so we're a bunch of lab geeks as well. Uh, quality assurance program is probably our best number one tool. And your palate is your number one tool as well. So by doing a Pilsner, it kind of just puts us on the spot of making sure that we're brewing the best quality beer that we can. That's, that's wow. And I, I love the, uh, what was it, hide a dead cat in an IPA? <laughs> right? I've used that so many times over the years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, for the record, we've never actually found a dead cat in a mashup. But, you know, you kind of get my point that it, it's... IPAs are so hop forward, and you know there's a lot of things you can hide in that, you know, and a lot of a lot of problems you can do on a big stout that you'll never taste, you know, so you have a trained palate. So that's cool. It's almost like when you go to a brewery, try their their pilsner and be like, yeah. okay, how they brewing their beer? If the yeah. pilsner is good, then then you know the other beers are going to be right. Good. And that's kind of the litmus uh, test I always use if someone does have a pilsner. And you know, we call a brewer slow drip because we drink it all day long here at the brewery. And you know, you just can't be drinking seven, eight percent IPAs all day, and then come to the bar and you know, and you know, socialize with people. So um, there's a beer for every occasion, you know, and that's what we kind of do. We start the day off and have a couple pilsners, and then we'll move on, you know, to bigger IPAs and bigger beers. That's a good day. It's yeah. a tough industry, right? <laughs> hey, we got to drink our product. You know? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we dive into like the main topic here, which is, I won't spoil it yet, but it's something to have to do with Arizona and beer. Um, so I, I'm curious, this is kind of for my own sake, what, how did you guys get into beer? Like, What was the first starting thing? I mean, Brian, you own a brewery. Was that one day you're just home brewing and you're like, we should maybe do this uh, like, like no. legit? Actually, I've been brewing for about 27 years now. I was never a home brewer. Um, my background was more environmental science. Um, kind of fell into the job, to be honest with you. So became an assistant brewer and uh, kind of realized fluid dynamics, chemistry, physics. There's a lot involved in brewing that I had some transferable skills to. And uh, I kind of considered myself an industrial chef. And before you know it, you just fall in love with it. I mean, the industry is amazing. The people, you know, are amazing. Um, competition is not uh, amongst us as brewers, so to speak, uh, compared to all of us working together and playing nicely in the sandbox to make all of us better brewers. So it's just a great community. You know, it's very addicting. That's that's super unique, and I, it's so great to hear that, that you don't have to be good at home brewing or be a home brewer at all to get into beer i mean it's really discouraging whenever i hear people like oh yeah we homebrewed for like 10 years and they made a, this brewery and i think about when i homebrewed for like six months and i was like i stopped because all the beer tasted like shit <laughs> so i was like yeah. I, I i have no future in brewing yeah. so there, there is hope that you know you don't have to be a kick-ass home brewer to be you know a, a head brewer an owner of a brewery and um or be in the beer industry period yeah. right in the craft beer right. industry yeah absolutely yep. yeah now eric how did you get into the crafty suds? I've never hit homebrewed either. I don't, you know, it's so funny because people ask me all the time. They're like, dude, you're going to start homebrew. I'm like, I have zero desire to homebrew. Yeah. Like, you, I want to let you do that, right? I'll do what I do well. I'll tell people's story. I'll create content. You make the beer and I'll drink your beer, right? <laughs> so, so I've done, I did a collaboration with Dark Sky and Flagstaff. Um, long story short, we created a, like an Imperial Blueberry IPA, like New England style IPA. Imperial Blueberry IPA. Yeah. Wow. Imperial New England style IPA. And if Dark Sky, um, 
somehow you got to get their beer down here. You got to find because they <laughs> no, do. The, they're freaking amazing. They're, that's absolutely. what everybody says. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, the shit they do. You can pretty much always get it over here at Kings. Um, Kings Convenience. Mickey's an amazing person that brings in some great beers all the time. And uh, Dark Sky is pretty much always on tap there. I mean, Ryan is one of the best brewers I think I've ever come across. And some of the things he's doing with his sour program back there is just absolutely amazing. Okay. They do whatever they want. That's what I love about those guys. Yeah. And um, when I did the, the podcast with them, I said, you guys – you probably you knew that you alienated some people by doing they did 300 recipes in three years so they did stuff they and they were just trying to figure it out and said they were like we understand that but we were trying to figure out flavors we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do and now you know three three and a half years into it they're just killing it because they're doing stuff that nobody's doing like just the wildest shit man like literally right they're out in the desert picking you know (laughs) it's it's awesome yeah yeah it's impressive so I did a collaboration with them. Uh, I didn't get to try it, though. So funny. I, yeah, because they were <laughs> going like to bring it down for, like, beer week, and it went too quick, so I never even got to try it. But I guess that was a long way for me to say I, I have no desire to homebrew. Um, so I got into this. Um, I started drinking craft beer um, in Flagstaff, actually, uh, Beaver Street, the mm-hmm. Railhead Red. So my in-laws lived up there, and we would play pool. And we would get the, what is it, like 250 Imperial Pints of the, of the Red Ale. Um, I'm like, dude, beer can actually be good. Like we were talking about before. Like yep. not Natty Light and Genesee and all this stuff that, you know, my parents drank. Uh, <laughs> so that's when I'm like, okay, beer can be good. And then Mother Road opened up, and I had their black IPA. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is, something, this is something special. Um, so then in like mid-2016, um, started dabbling in podcasting and – was like, you know what? I'm going to go to these breweries and start interviewing people and having them tell their story. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's been awesome, too. It's been it's been great connecting. Like like you said, the beer community is so awesome, man. Yeah. People, the beer people out here are just, it is addicting. Like, I, I've ruined myself for any other career at this point. <laughs> I don't think I can do anything else, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the story of how I got to, how I got involved in all this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole beer community thing being so supportive is kind of why I want to start the podcast as well. Because I'm like, I, no matter how hard I try, there's going to be some person out there that's going to be like, yeah, let's like, you know, drink a beer and talk about beer. Yeah. And even a great example is that when I reached out to Eric, I think it was like on Instagram. I was like, or maybe it was email. I forgot what it was. I was just like, hey, I have a podcast. We should talk about podcasts. And yeah. now here we are like five <laughs> days later using your stuff to record a podcast for me. And it's, uh, and we got Brian Helton here. It was like super awesome that this all worked out. So yeah. that's a great example of the beer community. So we're already like 15 minutes into this, and we haven't even started about the main topic here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so today we're gonna actually going to talk about you know, the Arizona beer community and, it's, yeah. and, and just Arizona beer in general. And me being a quote-unquote tourist or someone not from the area, I've been absolutely blown away these two weeks I've been in Arizona. And uh, not just the amount of breweries, but like you said, like the support and the quality of beer, like with the Pilsers and just going to places, just being blown away. And like, holy cow, I had no idea that. Arizona had this many good breweries. And, yeah. Um, there's no better people to talk to about this or Arizona beer than you two guys right here. Thank you. <laughs> so let's dive right into Arizona beer. So the growth. So you guys have only been open for, Helton's only been open for two and a half years, you said. Right. And uh, Eric, you were mentioning the other day that just in the past couple of years, the growth has been like from like 30 or 40 breweries, like over 100 or something like that. Yeah. I think in, I think when Mother Road opened, there was what, maybe about mid 30s, yeah, low 40s, something yeah. like that. Um, and now we're over a hundred, and and I was telling him too that I, I think 
most of the top breweries in the state of what people would consider the top breweries, myself included, less than five years old, yep. five years oh, or yeah. less. Yeah, yep. all the all the top dogs are, um, with a few exciptions, are. This is a super young scene. Um, we're, I feel we're, we're like a sleeping giant. That's just that we're not San Diego. We're not Portland. We're not Denver. We're we're more spread out, and yep. I, I feel we have a more unique. Um, I don't know, environment, or I was going to say biosphere, but that wasn't the right word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, Brian, oh, like yeah, the landscape of, of this, yeah. You know, and I have my own theory, and this could be correct or not, but the city of Phoenix, with their zoning rules, is very difficult to open up a production facility. I got lucky because I bought a building that is, you know, 10,000 square feet and C3 zone, so, I mean, we're canning today. Um, if you're a C2, you're kind of more, more like a brew pub. So the you know the systems are smaller. It's more of a restaurant. So we're scattered with a lot of you know guys doing that. But the city was not really you know conducive for larger breweries or production breweries such as what you would see you know like Modern Times in San Diego or Portland's got so many in Denver. There's warehouses. Those are older cities. Phoenix is a fairly new city, yep. you know. And some of the zoning issues I think has kept some of the breweries for, from coming here or developing into a larger, you know, let's say, you know, I don't know, like Surly or something like that. Um, but I think things are changing, and I think we're finding certain locations of find, to put breweries at. Um, this was a warehouse for tires. I mean, it really wasn't uh, made for anything. So, yep, it's perfect to put a brewery in. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I, I, I think that was one of the reasons where we're starting to get more growth is, you know, we're, we're finding these little areas like Renhouse right down the street over here, making phenomenal beers, you know. And then sure enough, they got an area that they can put a brewery in. And, and they have a tasting room inside like a little house. Yeah. And it's amazing, <laughs> know. you know. So we're getting creative compared to being in strip mall hell, which is what Phoenix really is. You'll okay. notice that when you drive around. Very I mean, true, yeah. It is strip mall hell. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I think it's cool for to see scenes like, like Tucson start to grow right like mm. one thing i love about tucson breweries when you get down there you'll you'll notice is the um the character of the buildings there's, yeah. there's so much more character and history with those buildings um one of the top uh depending on who you're talking to you might say the top brewery in arizona pueblo vita when they were building the brewery they found out that it was a historic building so they had to like stop production to, like building the place because they had to go through the historic building yeah. process whatever that is yeah okay. so um so each of these each of these pockets in Arizona are are developing their own character, yeah. you know. Flagstaff, there's six six breweries right within walking distance, right of the downtown, you know. So um, it's and it's cool, like you were saying, Brian, how um, dis- despite those limitations that Phoenix has, people yeah. are still like, screw it, man. We're still we're going to yeah. find a way to open up. We're going to find, yeah, yep, absolutely, yep. you know. And a lot of the scenes I was telling you before, um, whether it's uh, beer, uh, spirits, coffee, food, all these industries here in Arizona are very young, right? So they're all kind of coming up together. So, I mean, how many people are you, uh, I don't say cross-promoting, but collaborating with, within yeah. culinary, within coffee, that, that yeah. everyone's so excited to be, you know, part of part of this scene, man. It's it's badass. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's exactly, like, someone at least – for myself or some of my age is looking for is like this kind of up and coming with between the coffee and the food and the beer like that's such an ideal area to be and i would have no idea like just 
and I was talking to you guys, I was hearing that like that this this is an area that's kind of up and coming with that. And I was like, this is so exciting. That, yeah. Um, I'm like super excited to be here, and I'm like trying to find how to stay in Phoenix more days. I'm like, <laughs> there's so much to see, so much to do. I was going to say one quick thing. Beer seems to be the centerpiece of it all, too, right? Um, coffee gets connected to food somehow with beer, right? Whether it's, uh, hey, let's do a dessert pairing with a beer. Well, we need to put coffee in the stout. Let's get with, you know, with cartel coffee. And you know what I mean? So beer seems to be, and maybe it's just because I'm in the industry and I love it so much and I like to, you know, think that my kid is the coolest kid. <laughs> 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 but but beer seems to be that that centerpiece. And, and Brian, with what he does here of bringing in different industries like, you know, motorcycle shops and tattoo parlors. And I mean, he, the thing, the events that he has here um, are just phenomenal too i mean that's that's a big part of why you have you have such a big place yeah we uh but once once a quarter we do a barn bash and the whole theory of what i wanted to do is bring in any type of art that i enjoy so what it is more or less is four or five tattoo artists are going to show up i got live graffiti going on on the outside we'll bring in some sleds uh, hot rods uh, and it's whether, <laughs> you know, dude, snow too. Nice. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, we'll have a local artist like doing a painting or what have you, but the whole night is art. If you think about it, I'll have a beer that I tapped. So that's my art. Um, the person that's doing tattoo, that's art. The guy that dropped the Lincoln to make it look like that, or the guy that pinstriped it, that's art. You know, we'll have motorcycles in here. You know, it, you can walk around all night long and see other people in their art. And we have live music, uh, Outlaw In-Laws or my house band. It's cow punk. If you've never seen it or heard it, it's absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, they're phenomenal. Uh, you can get them on Spotify and iTunes. Just pushed it real quick. But, you know, it's, it's very unique and different. So the whole night is a night of art. So it's kind of fun, you know, kind of different. We got the space. We got the location. Um, so, yeah, we always have a really good time when we do those. And when is it? You said once a quarter? About once a quarter. We kind of play the weather. You know, Phoenix, we uh, it's either really hot or really cold sometimes. So <laughs> yeah. we find the time, throw it out there on social media, and uh, we have a good time, you know. All right, so social media is the place to, to yeah, find out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to come now. <laughs> like, yeah. the <laughs> Make a specific ever. trip for yeah. it, yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Eric, you mentioned before that. Kind of everything is kind of spread out in Arizona. So yeah. Arizona is a huge state. I think that like in New England, you know, you drive like three hours, you go through like five different yeah. states. <laughs> right. and that's what I'm used to. And yeah. Going from just even Massachusetts to New Jersey, like the beer changes completely. You know, you lose those New England IPAs and even like the beer laws, everything. It's this whole different scene almost. And how, what's that like here being such a huge state? You know, you have Phoenix kind of at the heart of it, but you also have Flagstaff, you have Tucson, you have Tombstone, you have uh, whatever's out west in Arizona. I haven't been out there yet, so I've no yeah, idea yeah. out west. <laughs> yeah. um, so how does that kind of all kind of work together, being so spread out? Well, I mean, you got, like, like Flagstaff. Flagstaff is, what, like 7,000 feet? Right. It's a mountain town, yeah. right? So that that that's one thing. When I moved out here from Ohio, people were like, dude, you're moving to the desert. It's, like, 100 degrees, like, 370 days a year. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Actually, I didn't have an idea. that I'd never been out here when I moved out here. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, you might be right. But I moved out, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like, it could be 115 here in Phoenix. You drive an hour and a half, two hours north of Flagstaff. It's 80 degrees. Beautiful, right? I yeah. mean, just in, uh, amazing mountain scenes. Um, so the character of the beer has just a it, it's it's it just has its own character, right? I think highlighted by like uh, Dark Sky, right? Because those guys are adventure guys. They're they're out picking prickly pears, juniper branches. 
things like that and throwing them in their beers. So it just has that uh, that Flagstaff flair to it. Yeah. You know, um, Phoenix is obviously more more of an urban urban area, and you got a big range of of different types of breweries um, and what they're making. And then you've got the more, I guess, the more Southwest style in Tucson, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but it's 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 crazy because there's there's such a there's basically three pockets in Arizona, right? You got Flagstaff, Phoenix, Tucson. Okay. Outside of that, there's really I mean there's small little areas here and there, but um, it's so concentrated in just those kind of three areas. Yeah. Okay. And then Tombstone's just another world of its own, man. That that place is awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's down there, right? That's like in the corner, like by New Mexico and like Mexico, right? Yeah, it's about an hour fifteen from Tucson. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But it's cool. It's a cool place to to see. And their Tombstone Brewing Company is amazing, man. Okay, Weedy down there is, and the the fact that the brewer's name is Weedy, like I mean, come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Weedy Weidenthal. That's like a total Tombstone name. And he's making some phenomenal beers <laughs> Unreal. too. You know? yeah. He's come onto the scene and just blew it up, and you know, and like you said. At, here in Tombstone, and I think the guy lives in Bisbee, too. Yeah, you know, so it's like another oh, 30 yeah. minutes away, because I remember I was going down there, and he told me, like, oh, your best bet is probably stay in Bisbee, you know? So, yeah, they're out in the middle of nowhere putting out some really great beers, you know? So. Speaking of beers, so what is Arizona, the what, what are the Arizona breweries bringing to the scene right now? I know you mentioned that they have the three different areas, and you have, like, the southwestern styles or southeastern styles, and... I even grabbed a beer at like Trader Joe's yesterday. It was called like, the Southwestern or Southeastern Go- Goza. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the brewery was or how it tasted. I haven't had it. Yeah. But, um, that might have been like Catalina or something like I that. I think it was. Like really colorful cl- can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was probably Catalina, yeah. <laughs> so what is – so is there like a certain style or um, – yeah, like just a certain style that Arizona beer is bringing to the table? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think – what the scene is all about right now is diversity. You know, we're all looking to uh, make better quality, uh, but also stick with what the consumer wants right now. Um, definitely the, the haze craze has taken over last year. Oh, yeah. Um, I think when you look at some of the, the trends, the Pilsner is definitely coming back. When, uh, GABF last year, uh, it was one of the hottest topics of all of us brewers talking, like, all right, who's got this pills? And it was neat to see... You know, going from an IPA-centric circle as brewers, that now we're searching out, all right, who's got that pills? You know, so sitting around talking to the brewers from, you know, Lord Hobo, and they got some of the best IPAs oh, in the Hobo, world. Yeah. And, <laughs> here we, yeah, we're looking at, all right, who's got the Pilsner? You know, so I thought that was kind of trend uh, setting. I think it was going to happen. Uh, of course, sours are also huge right now. Those are really oh, fun. Yeah. Um, sours takes us into a totally different realm of playing around with bacteria and traditional brewing compared to what we can play around with as sours is just another world for all of us so i think we're all enjoying and we're learning from each other as well Um, and of course the mead i mean you know we'll talk about that superstition meadery i just came from there this weekend totally blown away what those guys are actually doing you know so yeah that's kind of where we're at Damn, we got a we got a shipment in here. Right? <laughs> I drove by that truck earlier. I was like, "Oh, Shamrock." <laughs> um, Do you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. Um, you probably didn't know that we left, but we did uh, pause and <laughs> got a new round of beers. We actually uh, almost forgot Brian's beer. Uh, I almost forgot his beer. So we're walking away. And it was like, "Oh, let's go back outside." I'm like, "Wait, we didn't get Brian his own beer." <laughs> yeah, but we got our beers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so before we left, you were saying something about, or you were talking about Arizona beer. What makes it unique? Yeah. So, um, 
I've kind of discovered this through connections I've had from like culinary people out here, like Tammy from uh, yeah. formerly of Helio Basin, now with Cotton and Copper. Um, chefs out here are are capitalizing and, and kind of redefining what what Arizona cuisine is, right? Because um, people think like Southwest, they think basically Mexican food, right? Tacos, burritos, enchiladas, you know, chili relleno, which is all great stuff. But it's chefs like this are like, dude. Arizona's different. There are things out here. There are things that grow in the Sonoran Desert that don't go, grow anywhere else. Um, and you know Brett? Have you met Brett Vibber from Cartwrights? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did a dinner with him. He's amazing. Dude is unreal, right? Yeah, just absolutely. A, just a guy. So his, as part, it's like fine dining, but they they forage, right? They have foraging teams that go out. Whatever the weather's like, hey, there's a storm coming. We're going to send a team out to get, to get this ingredient out in the middle of the desert. And he had said to me, he's like, dude, he's like, the Sonoran Desert is one of the most vibrant ecosystems in the world. I'm like, what? And the way he kind of explained it, and if you know what to look for. So long story short, there's a lot of breweries that are capitalizing on ingredients that are grown right here in the desert, right? So whether it's prickly pear, whether it's juniper, whether it's mesquite, like there's a... Uh, distillery, uh, Whiskey Del Bach, yeah. Hamilton down in Tucson that's doing mesquite smoked whiskey. Uh, so I think more so than a lot of places, Arizona is capitalizing on what is grown right between its borders, right? Yeah. Have, you, have uh, you noticed absolutely. that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the grain from, or the, the malt from Sanagua Malt, finding out, hey, that's an environment that they can, they can do that, right? R- Riba Farms growing hops. Yep. Right. And the the 24 hour hops doing indoor hops. So people are just capitalizing on what this this environment can actually do for, for uh, produce products, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was at Sedona Beer Company just a couple of days ago and they mentioned how they had uh, their juniper beer. Which they literally just went to like their parking lot, cut off a branch from yeah. a juniper tree, and like put it, tossed it in a beer. I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, what what's a juniper tree? And, uh, how is it making this beer taste good? It was delicious beer." Yeah, Brian, you were saying something off air before about there's you said there's something like a brew within eight miles of anybody that can drink or something like that. Yeah, it was an article I was reading, and what it was is kind of uh, anyone over the 21 legal age of drinking. There is now a brewery within eight miles, so. I think Phoenix is kind of spread out, but what's beautiful is there's a lot of, like, local neighborhood breweries now that people can go to. So if there's a brewery eight miles from you, people are supporting local. Um, They want to see what the new – right now, the trend is basically not quality, more over rarity, but rarity. Because you can be at a beer bar, you know, let's say a wandering tortoise, you know, and you can hear someone's like, that's the best beer I've ever had, you know. And it probably was. But there's so many unique beers that are out there right now that we're all just having so much fun making these unique beers, playing around with these one-offs, enjoying each other's beers. And by going to your local brewery, everyone is different. Everyone has different styles of how they brew and the yeast strains they use or the ingredients. Um, And it makes it almost a destination. Um, Just like any time I go to any city, I'm always like, all right, what brewery am I going to go to? And it's really fun and unique, and it's all about, uh, I don't know, coming together over a beer. Yeah. Well, and I've noticed, too, um, uh, I was talking to John Lane from Oso the other day, and we were, we were talking about, uh, so the Oso, there's four locations. There's one in the airport, too. Um, 
they brew a beer. I can't even, I don't know what the phone number is, but the phone, the beer is named after the suicide hotline number, right? So oh. proceeds of that beer go to like suicide awareness, right? So we were talking about that and he's like, dude, he's like, I've worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. He's like, nothing even comes close to what the beer industry does to give back to people. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's amazing, dude. Like uh, as part of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild Foundation, um, they do fundraisers where if somebody's in need, there's a there's a brewery owner in um, in Tucson who had some medical issues and uh, the just the medical bills just escalated. So all of these breweries got together for uh, brew a beer here, brew a beer here, and a dollar is going to go to you know to help Julie Vernon. It's amazing, dude. Like people are like like excited to step up and say, "Hey, let's let us help. Let us yeah. help." I, I love that, man. Well, we're on a podcast, so you guys can't see, but if we're on a video. So one of my locals just came in and bringing a toy. We're doing a toy drive, and it's not your traditional one where it goes to, you know, let's say a hospital where it's just all right. There's a a little girl in there at the age of eight, and here you go. Um, this one, the San George Center, is for battered women and sex trafficking. And they have a really unique program where if they go through their therapy and they take certain classes, they earn, like, fake dollars. So the moms are able to go into a store now. So the store is all, like, people from donations. We're doing, if you bring in a gift, your first two beers are for $2. So you bring in an unwrapped gift, they will go in their store, and then the mom, instead of, let's just say, someone giving them a gift, they know their kids. They're able to purchase that toy for their kids because they know the kids, you know. And that's just over here across the street. I mean, it's a local center. Um, and that's, once again, local supporting local. Everyone yep. is supporting. Breweries, we give back constantly. Beer is not that expensive to make. It really isn't. So yep. for us to say, hey, all right, we can discount or for every beer is sold during this promotion, X amount of dollars goes back to a, a local charity. The community is all about that. Yep. You know, it brings us all together. We have a beer. We enjoy it. Um, and it's all about give back. You know, it's just, it's really neat. It's really neat. There's so much passion, dude. There's so much passion. In, and, and I don't have a lot of experience um, in, in other um, areas, right, besides, like, you know, Arizona. Like, you know, I don't know how the beer uh, communities are, but um, Arizona beer is just Nobody gets into it to get rich, right? right. It would be a bad decision if yep, you did, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. We're not here to get rich. Right. But that's not it. It's the passion. It's like in every every person I talk to, whether it's staff, whether it's a brewer, whether it's an owner, um, everyone just loves what they do. They love being part of this. And, you know, there's nobody running out the back door with money falling out of their pockets, yeah. right? Laughing, right? You know, we'd be <laughs> laughing at them. Like, where the hell did that guy steal that? Because it wasn't from here, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you don't make money, Brian, but you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the you guys have a tree literally in the taproom in there that has all the gifts underneath it. And I, I saw that yesterday, and I was like, wow, that's pretty kick-ass. They just have that right there in the taproom. And then as you were mentioning that, I, like, looked through the door over there, and I see you guys have a food drive box as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's those things that you kind of like when I walked in, I looked over them real quickly. And I didn't really think twice about it. Now that you mention it, like it's so incredible to see that you guys are just all supporting each other and the community. It's just awesome. And wow. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> you might be staying in Arizona, man. <laughs> you guys are like selling in Arizona 100%. Yeah. And this weather, dude, like. Unreal. Come on. You're from the Northeast, right? It is literally December 18th. Yeah. And it is 
but when I was walking here, it was 60 degrees, and it's, I think it's getting warmer as the day goes on. That is blowing my mind that the yeah. weather is this nice in the middle of December. Yeah. Biggest stress I had this morning was, like, should I wear jeans or shorts? You know, like, <laughs> like jeans might be a little too hot. I'm a big dude, so, you know. Uh, I love it, man. I, I love it. It's weird. I moved out here in October of, like, 2007, and uh, – I was like, dude, it's hot. So I go to like five stores looking for flip flops, and they're like, "Oh no, dude, it's it's winter." I'm like, "Yeah, on the calendar, yeah. it's like 72 <laughs> degrees. You guys don't sell flip flops right now, yeah." Uh, but I mean, you can't you can't beat this weather. Uh, Brian's a Midwest guy too, so he he appreciates it as as well. <laughs> yes, I do. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. And I heard that you guys have the Arizona Brewers Guild. Is, is that, did I say that right? Arizona yeah. Crop Brewers Guild. Yep. They have like their week in February, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Kali at Sonoma Beer Co. was hyping that up. And I think I might just come back. I might, like, rearrange my whole should. trip just to come back here. Just yeah, to, uh, you should. I heard there's, like, a whole bunch of events going on, and there's a whole bunch of different things. Do you guys know anything? You guys can shed some light on that a little bit? No specifics because, it's, I mean, we don't really know yet, but there's there's always badass things. The, hard, the, the worst part of it is trying to decide where you're going to go. It really is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if we start off the week. Um, I think we start off on Thursday. Um, I think that Friday, usually I have my, one of my barn bashes because the big beer festivals on Saturday. So we'll start it off on Friday because a lot of guys are coming down in town. Um, there's tap takeovers, brewers, dinners, uh, tappings. Um, it, it's just a whole week of bringing awareness to what we're doing here with the craft beer industry. And uh, it's a fun time. You know, it really is. Our, the Strong Ale Fest has turned into a huge event. Um, and it's just a great way for all of us to get together and kind of showcase what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge, man. Like it's, I, uh, I, I tried to do a podcast last year. I don't know if you remember that or not, but, uh, so I had this recorder like in my bag and then I had a microphone holding it after about an hour um someone was like you need to probably stop interviewing people but you're probably right yeah just because everybody drinks their you know brings their barrel aged beers and <laughs> yeah. all you know oh, yeah. so i'm just gonna enjoy myself this year or i'll set up you know it's one or the other but uh one thing i really love about beer week too is collaborations like yeah. collaborations are huge in arizona where whether it's you know helton collaborating with mother road um, cross collaborations like you know helton collaborating with like a with a chef um but beer week's pretty badass because you have all these breweries all across the state that are collaborating with each other, and then they showcase it at uh, at the beer festival, or they'll have a can release. Um, I think Ryan from Dark Sky, do you remember that diagram he drew last year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he grew, yeah. he did like a flow chart of like, okay, this brewery is collaborating with this brewery, who's collaborating with this one, <laughs> and they're all. So it was just this just chaos. Um, but there were so many good beers that came out yeah. of it, and things that are just not on normal people's menus, and it's too you know. The, the purity of the craft from Brian Helton mixed with the, the just off the wall from Dark Sky. And you just clashes into this perfect blend of something you've never tasted so that's nice that you just said that that's my mission statement purity of the craft is it really yeah. ah nice i, I might have might have been like yeah. back there somewhere but yeah <laughs> I like but but that's my favorite part is the collaborations uh between all the breweries and yeah so and yeah, you got to come back, dude. I, I, th- I think. I'm, <laughs> when's the Strong Ale Festival? When's that usually? I think it's starting the first week of February. Oh, usually, I'm not spend all of February. Here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No reason not to. Yeah. And it's never good because it's my birthday, same week. You know. So <laughs> it's a blur. It's whole, a blur. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's beer week, but it's beer eleven days, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's longer than a week. It's longer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can't wait. I'm definitely coming. Yeah. Back. Yeah. It's it'll so be a good awesome. time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we we should we only got ten more minutes before Brian's got to run. Oh to yeah, Brian's got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, the big question that is uh, really important to myself and other people listening to this who want to travel here: What is the best way for someone visiting to really appreciate Arizona beer? Is it flying to Phoenix, and then go up to Flagstaff, and go to Tucson? Do they, do they visit all different areas? Or do they just go to a bottle shop? Like, what's the best way for a traveler to see it or to appreciate it all? You know, here's what I say, um, and this is what I always tell people all the time. Um, you know, I have somebody that says, oh, I don't like that brewery. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't like it. make a good New England-style IPA, but taste their Belgian beers, right? So I think the first part is, like, finding out what type of beer you want to go towards, right? If you yeah, like hazy well IPAs go to these places right yeah. kind of identify um and you can reach out to me at eric at tap that easy.com uh, <laughs> i'll guide them uh, what do you like man you like stouts you know um i think tucson and flagstaff are great because you can do a day trip right you can go up there um spend the day because everything is pretty much within walking distance yep. or at least at least a good amount of them right um phoenix a couple days right oh, yeah. um he brought up a good point, Brian, that I never even think about. Um, with them coming in in an RV, he's like, don't you guys have a light rail? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. We do. Like, yeah. I always forget about that. But yeah. light rail starts over by Cider Core and Oro, yeah. and they can go all over the place. So I, I would say if you're going to come to Phoenix, check out the light rail, and I, I might have to create a light rail brewery tour yeah, you you know, with Hoppy Moto. Yeah, well, speaking of Hoppy, John's got uh, AZ Brew Tours, so um, if there's a large group, you can actually um, jump on one of his vans or buses, and they do tours. Um, okay. It could be personalized, or it could be on a corporate side if people are coming in. Um, so, you know, he's an ambassador um, basically for us as well, like Tap AZ. I mean, we're really nice to have people that are willing to make a career to help bring awareness of where these breweries are at. You know, um, I love your new podcast, you know, what's going on for the whole News week. And reviews. Thanks, yeah. man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, because we listen to it now and go, oh, that's what's going on this week. You know, someone's anniversary or someone's tapping this or yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just great. It's a great way for people to get informed to make. All right. Let's make this, you know, what we're doing on a Saturday or a Sunday or, you know, Wednesday. Twelve West is having a tapping, you yeah. know, something like that. It's, it's great, you know, for all of us to like use that as a great resource. And I, I don't mean to plug myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, no, but so with my podcast, I like to tell the stories, right? So when, I, when I'm about to interview somebody, um, I let them know, hey, the whole point of you listening, if somebody listening to this podcast is say, dude, Brian Helton sounds awesome. I got to go check his place out, right? So, so when people listen to that podcast, if they're looking to come to Arizona, you've listened to a few of the podcasts and be like, dude, Crooked Tooth in Tucson, that place sounds awesome. Obviously, I want to cover everybody. I haven't yet at this point, but um, I think just finding those breweries that connect with you, right? Those, yeah. The stories that connect with you of, you know, of like, oh, dude, I love Moostro out of Montana. Oh, shit, Preston from uh, Ren House used to, used to, you know, was that Dark Sky? Not Dark What's the Big Sky? Oh, or Preston? Yeah. Ren House? Yeah. Moostro. Where is that? Is that Big Sky? Yeah, big, big sky. sky. Yeah, so just those little connections, right? Of I guess doing a little bit of uh, of research. I guess I don't know. most people don't want to do research, though. <laughs> so listen to my show. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you. It's not that easy. Um, the other question I had. This is actually a question from my girlfriend. She brought it up last night while I was writing down my notes. In places back east, like in Massachusetts and Maine, stuff like that. 
when you get there, every brewery has like a map of all the breweries in the state. You can like there's like a beer trail. You can like yeah. follow this route and like go to different breweries. Yeah. Is there one for Arizona? Absolutely. Uh, the Arizona Brewers Guild, Craft Brewers Guild, they, they have one. They have one. Um, you can actually get online as well. So if anyone's traveling here to Phoenix or Arizona, you can uh, go to that website and you can see where all of us are at. And you can kind of plan your trip that way. Chooseazbrews.com. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And then something actually I was going to talk about before was that you, said, you mentioned you know, breweries kind of being in different neighborhoods and being close to everybody. And what I found just doing my research based on the breweries that Eric told me to go to, uh, all of them are within like a mile or two of each other. So I like I like I walked here and like probably after this I'll probably walk to Ren House. It's yeah. Like yeah. one point four miles from here. And it is cool that they are like close to each other. So you can yeah. go to one if you're at that one, you might as well go to the one next to it. And so you, uh, tomorrow I'm taking the light rail to Cider Corpse and yeah. you said across the street is another brewery that you, you gotta go to. Yeah, Oro. Oro. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And it's so great that you know, you can go to a city and just even though it is a super spread out city that when you go somewhere, there's different areas to do and different things, and the breweries right there. It's yeah. great for people yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, and now there are ones too out. Like you know, you got Eight Bit and like Saddle Mountain out uh, on the west side, right there. So they're further out, but great stuff there too, right? Oh yeah, Neil at Saddle Mountain is killing yeah. it. I think he's won on his Scotch L uh, last three awards: two GABF and one World Beer Cup on his like Scotch gold. L. And it's kind of metal. Yeah, you roll the dice on some of these to actually metal, but. You know, as brewers, if you meddle twice in the same category, now you have that street cred. Sure. You know, it wasn't just luck of the draw. You know, now you have actually done it twice or three times on one beer style. It's pretty impressive. You can say, I have the best Scotch Ale in America. He does. He can. Literally. Like, (laughs) I got the hardware to show it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, man, there's there's just so many, so many good places. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think if anything to take away from this podcast really is the fact that Phoenix and Arizona itself is becoming a, a beer hub. It's almost like the, the next, you know, besides Denver and Portland and like all these areas that are already kind of been around and like, like yeah. Arizona's like there, like yeah. there's the spot to be. I feel like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's, it's exciting. Cool. It, it's very exciting. Yeah. And it's cool too, because um, like weather wise, it's such a, it's such a draw. Right. But, but the, other side of that is for the longest time there and i didn't really experience this for for too much because i've been on here for like 10 years but everybody was from somewhere else oh you know this brewery in chicago is the best no this one in oregon's the best because that's where they're from right but now we're we're we've kind of hit a generation of people who were born and raised here so there's a lot of pride in arizona like state 48 apparel is probably the biggest apparel company like really arizona yeah. yeah he's a super nice guy too oh they're awesome yeah. doing great stuff with yeah. the, like the diamondbacks and in arizona wilderness uh but there's a lot of pride finally in arizona you know rather than where you came from now this is where you're from so it's like yeah, dude, well said i agree yeah. with that well said Thank you, Mister Mister Helton. But always, I always like getting compliments from Brian Helton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is cool because you know it's always tough being in a city and someone's like, "Oh yeah, this beer's good. We'll wait till you try this one." Like four states away, and you're like, "Well, yeah. thanks." Yeah, <laughs> it's like saying, "Oh yeah, I have a really hot girlfriend, but she's from the next school district over, right?" <laughs> <laughs> in seventh grade, that was that, the thing you always that said. That was yeah. too nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, so. Brian's got to get to his eye doctor's appointment. Um, is there any final wrap-up things you guys want to say? I think we sold Arizona to people who are listening to this about beer. I mean, I I'm so. sold already just yeah. standing here. I'm already like, maybe I should move to Arizona. Yeah, you should. Uh, um, 
any well, any final thoughts? It's just not you know beer right now. Um, like I said, cider core. These guys are doing some phenomenal stuff. Superstition Meadery. Yep. Their stuff blew me away this weekend. That, hence why I have to go to the eye doctor. I lost my glasses. <laughs> Long story there. Literally Thanks, blew you B. Away. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's some of this. What we're doing here is very unique and different, and it's all still fermentation science. And we still utilize each other with, you know, issues that we might have or resources that we do. Uh, we can borrow barrels from each other and take a cider or a mead barrel uh, that was used for mead and put beer in it and, you know, a lot of collaborations. But the whole fermentation science here is just really blowing up, and it's kind of neat. And we're growing together, we're learning together, and we're having a lot of good time together too. Yeah. And I think Arizona Beer is spearheading um, bigger picture stuff too, right? River conservation. Absolutely. There was an AZ Brew Challenge they did uh, last year where, this is going to sound like super weird, but – they were taking reclaimed um, sewage water, right? Yeah. And they were they took it through this like osmosis system that made it cleaner than really anything that would ever come out of the tap. And then they had a brew challenge. They shipped like what like five hundred gallons to every brewery. Yep. And then the breweries had a competition. So it was it was this this organization's way of saying, hey, we found a way to like to reclaim water and. We're going to show you how good it is by putting it in beer because you're going to drink the beer, right? So yeah, so yeah. I think it's cool that the beer industry is uh, in Arizona here is, is seeing the bigger picture and taking part in that, like, dude, we're going to run out of water. We're in the desert unless we do something, right? <laughs> yeah. There are two things. We can reclaim it, and we can we can save the river, you know? And by supporting that, you just drink some beer. So, yeah. 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 Wow. And that's it. Come to Arizona. <laughs> that's it. Come to Arizona. Save the rivers. Drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Sweet. Awesome. That was a pretty kick-ass podcast. Thanks again to Brian and Eric. This is so great, and this is exactly what I was kind of hoping to get from this podcast. So I'm glad we kind of yeah. – I was going to say sat down and talked about this, but we're all standing. So I'm been standing we, the whole time. All I like it. Yeah. I got my steps in today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Eric, you said... Yeah, what? Eric at tapthataz.com. Um, if you have questions about Arizona beer, um, tapthataz.com is the website. Um, and I'm on, on all the podcast forums, except Spotify. i got to get on there, apparently. I noticed that. I was actually going to bring that up yeah. afterwards. I was like, you're not on Spotify. <laughs> I, know. I submitted a long time ago. I never heard anything, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, so on all the other podcast for, uh, platforms, and then on Instagram, at tapthataz.podcast. Yep. All right. And Brian, if someone wanted to... Visit Helton Brewing Company, which they should because it's awesome. And uh, just get in touch with you guys' website. What's the information? Yeah, I mean, it's all social media uh, for us, Instagram, Facebook. We do have a uh, pretty decent web page that we just redid. Um, so, yeah, check us out. And we're right off of Indian School in the 51. We're real close to the airport. A lot of people get off at the uh, airport and come straight here with their bags, which I love to see, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or they'll have their bags here waiting, you know, because of a delay or something. So, yeah, we're kind of central Phoenix right now. That's what I do with my dad when you met my dad last year yeah, yeah. Or, or earlier this year. I picked him up. He got His flight got in like 8 o'clock. And I'm like, well, Dad, I don't have work tomorrow. Do you want to grab a beer? He's like, yeah, where can we go? I'm like, Helton's right off the freeway. Let's go. Yeah, go. And he loved That's it. Perfect. He loved this place. Yeah, yeah he, we had to come back. He was just Great. here this last weekend, but. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as always, if you want to get in contact with myself, just Google Brewery Talks, or you can find it anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Or if you want to contact us, check us out at sunnysetuptraveling.com. Uh, thanks again, guys. This was amazing. Uh, thank you. Um, thanks, dude. Cheers.
You right, too, cheers. buddy. Keep up the good work, too. You got some good stuff going here, man. I'm, well, thank you. Thank I'm impressed. You. I'm very impressed. It took me about 30 episodes to get to the sound quality you're at, so I'm uh, <laughs> a little jealous. But, uh, okay, we'll leave it at that. You can cut that out if you want to. <laughs> I'm definitely going to leave it. <laughs> cheers. Uh. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. I'm very grateful I was able to meet up with both Eric and Brian, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed being there as well as editing it. Cheers.